This is Joe's Corner 76. I'll be commenting on issues that affect the human condition. To change the human condition, we need to be engaged. When listening to the situation with the healthcare system during COVID-19 and the problem with surprise, concern about hospital availability and a tragedy in long care facilities, I wondered, is the healthcare system broken? Health is a provincial responsibility. So the major responsibility for funding rests on these governments. The federal government contributes, but the provinces bear the majority of the costs. Healthcare is the largest single budget item for every province in Canada, with ranges of 34% in Quebec, 44.6% in Nova Scotia, and 41% in Ontario, for examples. Remember, the highest cost in health care is salaries. We need to seriously look at the structure we have and question how it can be changed. At a glance, there may be far more management employees at high salaries that are not necessarily required. Another consideration is to look at the structure used to provide health care. Are we getting the biggest bang for our buck? Projections show the expected growth rate of health care expenses is 6%. It's clear that the current health system is not sustainable since it is the biggest expense in provincial budgets. Health care spending will grow at a rate of 5.5% over the next decade, slightly faster than in the past years. This is due to the aging of the baby boomers and healthcare price growth. This means that healthcare will exceed gross national product growth. Healthcare share of GDP will rise from 17.9% in 2017 to 19.4 in 2027. This is unsustainable, and if prices are not controlled, other social programs will suffer. Note, this estimate was prior to COVID-19 and the economic pandemic. We don't have any new facts yet. Canadian health care is funded by a combination of provincial and private sector funding. The private sector funded 31% of costs and the provinces 69 in 2018. It has been higher in past years. With healthcare such a big part of provincial budgets, it again points out that this is unsustainable at its present pace without other programs suffering. Remember, the majority of funding comes from taxpayers and our tax burden is already high. The 2017 Commonwealth Fund showed that Norway, Australia, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, and the Netherlands spent less than Canada on their healthcare systems, but they were ranked higher. We should look at what they're doing. What is the quality of other 
country's care versus ours? Why don't we look at the waiting times in Canada versus some other countries? Canadians will wait longer in emergency wards, longer than people in other countries with publicly funded health care systems. 27% of Canadians waited more than four hours in emergency rooms, compared with 1% in the Netherlands and 5% in the United Kingdom. Waiting for treatment has become a defining characteristic of Canadian health care. The Fraser Institute has documented the waiting times for visits to specialists and diagnostic and surgical procedures in Canada. Specialist physicians who were surveyed reported a medium wait time of 20.9 weeks between referral from a general practitioner and receipt of treatment. The wait in 2018 was 19.8 weeks. This year's wait is just shy of the longest record of 21.7 weeks in 2017. And it's 124% higher than wait time of 9.3 weeks in 1993. What can be done? As seen in many countries with universal health care systems, it is possible to have timely care waits that are avoidable by paying more for better services and citizens not tolerating longer waits. The Wait Time Alliance called for a charter of rights and responsibilities that includes wait time guarantees. For example, access to a member of their primary care team, like a family doctor or nurse within 48 hours. Finland and Scotland have charter wait times. Finland and Denmark have enforceable wait time guarantees. Emergency wards are crowded because of the high number of seniors who have chronic diseases and dementias who are waiting to get a residential bed. More beds have to be made available to alleviate this problem. You know, and they need to be put in other facilities. Look at our aging population and in light of the disaster that occurred in long-term care facilities, we know that we were not prepared for an aging population and there was no long-term strategy put in place to anticipate this. What needs to be done in the future? More long-term care beds need to be built. Those with chronic health conditions and dementia, we just can't keep trying to tie them up in hospital beds. They need other facilities. Nordic, in Nordic countries, both the federal governments, regions and cities are responsible for the welfare of the elderly. The federal government provides a budget for each area. Local leaders set policies to meet the needs of the community. Generally, coverage is through an institutionalized setting. Care is provided in either special institutions or at home. The current policy is to allow patients to stay at home for as long as possible. This is done through a healthcare network that provides the necessary services to sustain the model. Although in Canada healthcare is provided, responsibility 
it's apparent it's apparent from the cost point of view it's cheaper to keep an older person in their home with some services support services than in a nursing home this needs to be on the table in the review of long-term care should private health care be part of our system with the average wait of 20.9 weeks to see a specialist from the time your GP refers you to the time you get treatment you can bet with all of this surgeries delayed to COVID-19 will be even longer it is clear that something needs to be done we could allow people with the financial means to pay for their own procedures such as hip and joint replacement by purchasing private insurance in Australia all lives are covered under the universal health plan but they are encouraged to buy private insurance the government provides tax incentives in Norway their health system is similar to Canada's but with a key difference it allows public and private insurance they can purchase a services to cover hip and knee replacements if they don't wish to use the public system as of 2016 nearly 10 percent of Norwegians were covered under private insurance in both these cases the pressure lessened on the public system and no one lost co coverage Canada should consider this option what about access to doctors in Canada 16 percent of Canadians over 18 report they don't have access to a family physician based on a 2009 to 2013 study they had 20.7 doctors per 10,000 population Italy had 37.6 Spain 49.5 Austria 48.3 and Australia 32.7 to name a few in 2018 still Canada still only had 24.1 doctors per 10,000 people this is an issue, issue that needs to be addressed. Do we have, have the same level of care across Canada, even though health is a provincial jurisdiction? Well, federal legislation proposed a universal plan for all Canadians. There are some differences as to what's covered. Since health is a provincial responsibility, they will all have to agree on the same level of coverage. This would help such things as a provincial health plan not covering drugs for cystic fibrosis or other rare diseases. What about a national strategy to record drug costs, but not necessarily a national drug plan? This would reduce drug costs and help reduce the average health cost of the system. As published in Health Affairs, it suggests prescription drugs account for approximately 15% of the cost of health care. A national drug plan would have to be studied carefully to ensure it is not more costly than the current plans. What can individuals do to improve health, to lessen the burden on the health care system? All of us could do more exercise, watch our diets, and get enough sleep. These items have been proven to help overall health and mental peace these are not onerous or expensive but they pay powerful dividends it is now time to question how the health system is working 
now and how it can be improved. It's your life and your money. You can hear me now on Anchor FM, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and YouTube at Joe's Corner. I would like to hear from you. I'd like to hear from you at Joe's Corner 76. <laughs>